Everyone makes mistakes. Hear about one of my big ones that I made in the baseball card hobby when I was starting out. But before that, we are going to be talking about the great Henry Aaron. So sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slapstocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we are going to do things a little differently. So usually we cover some cards and some prices and, you know, this and that. Well, I'm going to push back on that a little bit today. Um, I know we all enjoy, you know, the price talk and some of the knowledge, but we're going to do things a little different. I think there's been a lot of, like, guys out there that are just about the money and not about the cards. And um, I don't want to become that. I want to enjoy baseball cards and baseball without always thinking about the bottom line, the last dollar. Um, so today we're going to do a little bit, a little talk about Hank Aaron. And then also uh, a mistake that I made in my past regarding a card I bought when I didn't know enough and I didn't do enough research and I just jumped two feet in. And uh, now I know enough, but I think it's a good, it was a good learning experience for me. And I can still show you the card because I still have it. And yet, uh, you know, I kept it to learn from my mistake. And whenever I see it, to remember my mistake and to always, you know, learn from it. And so I hope my story can be a little bit of a help for you, especially if you are new to collecting, um, that it can be, you know, a resource and be like, hey, if Slab Stocks Nate can mess up, I can mess up, I can learn from it, he can learn from it, and you move on. So I hope today's podcast is beneficial to you. Um, I hope it's enjoyable, and uh, let's get started. But before I begin, I just have to say one thing, and that is an ad real quick for Slab Stocks Breaks, our breaking service that we do. On Thursday, I will be breaking baseball and football. Uh, and I'll be doing the baseball, especially I'm very excited about, you know, I love baseball, you know, this is a baseball podcast and I will be breaking 2020 Bowman baseball with Jason Dominguez and also 2020 Bowman draft two boxes of that, um, in our team break and it's been sold out. But if you want, please join, depending on when this podcast comes out, it may have already happened or it may not, but we'll be ba breaking baseball next Thursday too. So please join in. If you are able, always a good time. I hope to always spread spread some knowledge to you guys. You spread some knowledge to me, and we all have a good time. So if you want to join in in the future, slabstocks.com slash shop, and you can join the breaks there. And if you just want to watch, you can go to YouTube, 2 p.m. Central Time on Thursdays, and you can watch my breaks, or 2 p.m. every day, and Aaron will be on breaking stuff except for Mondays. Anyway, so back to the podcast, and I wanted to talk a little bit about Hank Aaron, and because I went through a little bit of a weird, a weird thing this week, in that Hank Aaron passed away. You hear about it, and usually when I hear about Hall of Famers, you know, famous athletes, famous people, it's always like, yeah, you know, that stinks. Uh, Eighty-six years old, seventy-six years old, ninety-six years old, whatever it might be. It stinks, but it's a fact of life. So you're a little sad, but um, you continue on with your day. Well, then I heard about Hank Aaron passing, and I just had this this deeper sadness, I guess you'd say. I uh, don't really understand it all that well, but it was something about Hank Aaron passing away 
the same way when Kobe passed away a year ago, where there was like a sadness that you just couldn't shake. And uh, I was thinking about it. I was trying to understand, you know, why? Why with Hank Aaron is there a sadness that not to like be uh, not sad about it, but like Don, Don Sutton died. And he was a former brewer, 1982 brewer. And it's sad, but it's not like, oh, man, this this really, really, really kind of hurts in here, in the heart. And uh, I'm thinking about it, and I'm thinking about Hank Aaron for the last couple of days. And so I just wanted to say a couple of things about Hank Aaron, uh, and specifically the city of Milwaukee. So as many of you know, if you are from a city the size of Milwaukee, there's not a ton of athletes that come through that are at the top of their game. You might get famous athletes in, but they come later on in their careers. Or you have really, really good athletes, Giannis-type guys, uh, Prince Fielder-type guys, and then they move on. Giannis hasn't moved on, obviously, but Prince Fielder, really good talent, moves on, bigger and better pastures, way more money, right? Grass is greener on the other side. And so when you get these guys, they really mean a lot to you uh, if you can keep them. And so like the Ryan Bronze of the world, I love Ryan Bronze, stayed here his entire career. He's not a Hall of Famer, but he's my favorite baseball player because he could have gone anywhere, signed for a ton of money elsewhere, but he always signed in Milwaukee and that meant a lot. You know, Giannis means a lot because he also signed in Milwaukee. And we just don't get superstars. If you are a fan of the Padres before they started spending a ton of money. You know, Tony Gwynn, extremely good player, but not like a Mount Rushmore type guy like Hank Aaron is, right? If you're thinking Mount Rushmore, you're thinking Babe Ruth, you're probably thinking Ted Williams, and I bet you you're thinking Hank Aaron. Uh, he's on there. If you're talking top four guys in LB history, Jackie Robinson, Hank Aaron, Ted Williams, Babe Ruth probably, or uh, some combination, but Hank Aaron is at least very close, a top six, seven guy in the history of baseball. And so, you know, a, a city like San Diego, a city like Kansas City, the Tony Gwynn's of the world, the George Brett's of the world, they mean a ton. Uh, the Brewers with Robin Yount means a ton, but they're not the greatest players in the history of baseball. And they're not even like top 20 players in baseball, but they're extremely, extremely, extremely good players that we love and cherish because they spent their entire careers here. And so, when Hank Aaron passed away, and I'm thinking about it, and it's just, it's one of those things that was so sad because for a kid that grew up in Milwaukee that never met Hank Aaron, never watched Hank Aaron play, but he was a Milwaukee icon, right? He's a Georgia icon. He's a Wisconsin icon. If you go to Miller Park, there are five statues now outside of the park a statue of three workers that passed away in a crane accident when Miller Park was being built, a statue of Bob Uecker, who is a very, very good friend of Hank Aaron, same age, just turned 87 yesterday, and uh, icon, one of the guys that I would love to meet in baseball if I could, Bob Uecker. There's Bud Selig, former commissioner, former owner of the Brewers. There's Robin Yount, obviously Mr. Brewer, greatest brewer of all time like we were just saying. And then there's Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank, who was not a brewer all but two years. He was a Brave for the Milwaukee and then Atlanta and then two years for the Brewers. And so, 
you know, we don't exactly have this claim to him as a franchise. He played two years as a Brewers franchise, but the city of Milwaukee has a claim to him, and that's why Hank Aaron is so special. You see the statue outside the stadium. You see the Hank Aaron Trail, the state trail that goes through by Miller Park. Uh, in Eau Claire, where I went to high school, he played for the Eau Claire Bears in the 50s. And there is, um, at the same stadium that I played high school baseball at, Carson Park, there is a bust outside of the stadium that we would all go up, touch, some unknown reason. But we always touched Hank Aaron before going into the park. Uh, maybe a sign of good luck, maybe a little superstition. I don't know. But you always knew Hank Aaron. You're proud to play in Carson Park, the same place that Hank Aaron played in. And so Hank Aaron meant meant a lot, even to somebody that never saw him play and never, you know, met him. But to just know that Hank Aaron played in Milwaukee, that he called Milwaukee home, that he won a championship for the Milwaukee Braves, which I was not even close to being alive. My parents weren't even close to being alive. Well, my mom was probably close to being alive when they won the championship, but still years off. And yet he is, to me, somebody that I would love to have met. Somebody that I really, when somebody said Hank Aaron, just not like, oh, Hank Aaron. It was like, oh, Hank Aaron, you know, your eyes light up, your heart lights up, your brain lights up because it's Hank Aaron. You see videos of him to going to the Brewers games, right? And he goes into the booth and he talks and you're just like, man, Hank Aaron, what a guy. He seemed so nice and so gentle and so like calm demeanor, right? And gentle spirit. And you're just like, man, I'd just love to meet that guy. You know, you a guy that you wouldn't want to let down in a million years seemed grandfatherly to me, right? And so it just, he means a lot to the city of Milwaukee. He means a lot to a guy that never met him. And I can't even imagine what he means to the people of Atlanta where he played so many years. And for Milwaukee specifically, he started his career there. He won a championship there. He left and then he came back. And that doesn't happen. We don't get superstars to come back. Now, he didn't leave on his own accord. He left because the team left. But then on his own accord, he came back at the end of his career to play for the Brewers, and that means the world uh, to Milwaukeeans. People count Milwaukee out all the time. You know, it's not, it's north of Chicago. It's one of those places you might accidentally end up, but you weren't aiming to go probably unless you really like beer and cheese and meats. Uh, it's a beautiful city. I love it, but I understand that if people are coming to the Midwest, they're going to Chicago, and if they're flying, they're probably flying over the Midwest to go to the coasts. Uh, Milwaukee does not get a ton of visitors. It's not a huge city, 600,000 people. And so to have a star, a Mount Rushmore star in the state of Wisconsin, you know, the Packers have had Mount Rushmore stars, the Aaron Rodgers, the Bart stars, no pun intended, and the Brett Favre's of the world, they are legitimate icons of the sport. But the Bucks and the Brewers, the Brewers, Robin Yount's not an icon of the sport. He's just the best brewer that there ever was, right? Uh, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he is an icon of the sport, but he won a championship and then left. Oscar Robertson won a championship, but he was played for four years in Milwaukee in his 30s, uh, well past, past his prime. So it's it's like, you know, great player. And then uh, outside of that, 
you know, they drafted Dr. J, but he went to uh, the ABA instead of the NBA, if I'm getting that right. Um, and then since then, you know, we've had Bob Dandridge, uh, Sidney Moncrief, guys like that, uh, Michael Red. Um, the Brewers have had the Ryan Bronze and the Prince Fielders and the Christian Yelichs, Raleigh Fingers, you know, P Pete Vukovic, Paul Molitor, but nobody that is an a icon of the sport except for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But Kareem left, left for greener pastures and, you know, didn't look back. Hank Aaron wins here, leaves because the team leaves and then comes back. And that just means that means so much to a city where, you know, people kind of counted out. And so that sadness that I was feeling was probably a sadness, an extension of the city's sadness in that uh, Milwaukee doesn't get a lot of icons, a lot of people that they can look up to and say, man, he, he played in Milwaukee, he loved Milwaukee, and Hank Aaron was one of those guys. And so I was sad about Hank Aaron's passing, but I am happy for him. He had a nice long life, 86 years old. He got to die in his sleep, and uh, he gets to go meet his creator. So uh, nothing wrong with that. But uh, that's all I got. So sorry for sorry for this little rant uh, or talking. I know it's not about cards. We didn't cover any card prices. I think that's inappropriate. You know, we didn't even cover stats, really. Everyone knows the stats. They all know that you take the 755 home runs away from – uh, his hit total, and he still has 3,000 hits. They know he leads the league in RBI or MLB history in RBI, leads the MLB history in total bases, all that good stuff. Hank Aaron, Henry Aaron was an amazing baseball player. But to the city of Milwaukee, he was more than that. To the city of Atlanta, he was more than that. And if you watched all of the videos on Tuesday, I believe it was, yeah, yesterday, of people talking that met him, you know it wasn't baseball that made them love him. It wasn't his stats that made them love him. It was his demeanor and his attitude and how he treated people that made him love him. And he's just one of those guys. If there was two guys I would have liked to meet in baseball, Hank Aaron, Bob Uecker. Didn't get the chance to meet Hank Aaron. Hopefully, maybe one day I get to meet Bob Uecker, but he just turned 87. But I love that he keeps working in the Brewers booth. There's no quitting that guy. Anyways, there is my little... Uh, thing on Hank Aaron uh, meant a lot to the city of Milwaukee. I'm sure he meant a lot to you guys watching because he was a real, a real, not very often is a guy alive and you're like, yeah, that was a Mount Rushmore guy. Hank Aaron was one of those guys. Everyone knew it. And uh, we even know it more now, now that he is uh, passed away. Now on to our little card talk for today and what I alluded to earlier, and it was a mistake that I had made in my life with cards just a couple of years ago. So Aaron and I had been into cards, but I was always giving him the information on who to buy and he would have the information on what to buy. So I didn't really look at cards. I didn't spend much time in the cards themselves until maybe two years ago, uh, two and a half years ago, maybe. And so when we got into the cards, you know, I've learned a ton. And I spend every day looking at cards and studying cards and, you know, this and that. So I know a lot now, but I didn't know a lot back uh, three, four years ago. And so I would just give Aaron names. Hey, Aaron's like, who do you want? Ronald Lacoon, Forrest Whitney, you know, um, Blake Rutherford, whoever it is. 
Uh, I give him names. He'd go search out guys, buy them. He'd control the cards. I'd control the knowledge. We worked really well together. Well, then one time I tried to branch out and buy, you know, my own cards. And um, I'd look and I'd look and I'd look and I'd try to find deals. You know, you try to find, we loved Sixo Sanchez back in the day, and you try to find deals, and uh, somebody spells his name wrong, you get a good deal, which is a, a hint, a tip. Uh, look up misspellings of people's names, and sometimes you can find really good deals on those guys, even absurd misspellings. Try them all. Um, but I'm looking up guys, and I like really liked Adrian Morhone from the Padres. I liked a lot of Padres prospects. And so I run into, and for those of you listening on podcasts, shout out to Joseph, who reminded me that people listen on podcasts, so I should be more descriptive. Uh, I am holding up an Adrian Marjone Super Refractor from 2018. Notice there is no first Bowman. Uh, none of that. But Super Refractors are beautiful. I love the gold little circles that come together. If you can see it, I don't know if I can really get good visual on there. But I love Super Refractors. You know, and this is a beautiful card. I like the design of 2018. Very simple, very elegant. Uh, would look better with the first Bowman, but you know, it's a nice card. But it wasn't a nice amount of money I spent on it because I did not know that there was going to be. I just was like, oh, it's a Bowman Chrome card of a guy that hasn't been called up yet. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. I didn't know. You know, Aaron had probably said something about first Bowman, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was just like, oh, Super Refractor, Adrian Mahone, I love it. I uh, Seems like a good deal. It's $200. $200 for this card, not a $200 card. But in my haste, I wasn't paying attention to if there was a first Bowman logo on there. I wasn't paying attention to the fact that he had 2017 cards. I was just like, wow, a Super Refractor. For $200, I have to have it. And so I bought this card, this Adrian Mahone Super Fractor for 200 bucks. I get it. I show Aaron. He's like, dude, how much did you spend on that? I said 200 He's like, oh, dude, that's a terrible deal. He's like, you got taken for a ride because no first Bowman logo on the corner. And so I think it's a good example for everyone who watches this to know that you know, no matter how long you're in the hobby, you can still mess up. And when you're starting out, especially you can mess up. I messed up big time and I kept the card. I kept the card to remind myself that there are going to be times where you make a mistake and either you can move on and not learn from it, or you can keep it as a reminder to always do your due diligence, always do your research, and don't just jump two feet into things without knowing what to do. Because I think a lot of people do that. They jump two feet into the sports card market because they think, oh, I can make money easily. And then they get burned. And the people that do know, do know stuff take them uh, take advantage of them left and right. So uh, a, little, a little thing that I did. And now I think I'm going to, after this is posted, I'm going to post this on my page. We'll give it away for somebody that uh, you know, it's not a ton of money, but it's cool. It's a super refractor. And uh, one of you will be able to win it. Um, so check out Slab Stocks Nate on Instagram. And we'll get it up uh, next Thursday after this video is out uh, for a little giveaway, a little mid-winter giveaway. But I hope that is a, uh, a lesson to all of you to always do your research and that everyone, everyone messes up in this hobby one time or the other. And if they tell you they haven't, they're lying to you. 
So thank you for listening to Dinging Corners today. I know we did not talk a ton about prices or cards, um, but there is a reason for that. Like I said at the beginning, I hope you still enjoyed it. I hope you're still with me. And uh, next week, I know I promised a, a interview this past week, but next week we should have an interview. It got moved to Friday, so we should be filming it Friday and out next week. And uh, it should be a good time. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Ding and Corners today, and I will talk to you again next time.